the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. All right, we're live here at Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And the Lions are here. Yeah, we're having a, a you know, we uh, the Lions come here, I guess, about twice a year. And uh, Sam, why don't you uh, in, tell us what you're doing here and then introduce the guys you got with us. Well, thank you, Milton. It's a pleasure to be back out here with our great partners at Millburgers. And, yes, uh, COVID uh, required that we couldn't come out with our mobilized screening unit, but we're out here today, and we're offering free vision screening for adults and kids. We're collecting used eyeglasses, as we have in the past, and pretty much all our clubs are back in action. Uh, All right. Even though COVID uh, kind of put the damper on us a little bit, we were still able to do a lot of of great things, uh, especially through our Lion Sight Research Foundation, which I'm a part of. Uh, we just recently were able to expand a uh, imaging facility that's at the Texas Diabetes Institute, and we're able, with uh, funds that we got from our international foundation, to provide some equipment down there that is really going to help in the research and help in the clinical work that is done with people who have diabetic retinopathy. So we're still at it. Uh, I have a couple of folks here with us I'd like to uh, pass the mic over to. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, one guy who says that he's just about – done being our district governor thinks he did a great job well actually he did do a pretty good job oh, good especially with the conditions that he had to deal with his name is uh, lion dave splittick and i'm going to give him the mic and after that he's going to probably pass it on to his successor a guy named lion doug thomas who's a member of the alamo heights lions club so here's lion dave hey there lion dave how are you doing i'm having the time of my life how yeah about you? y'all look like it i've been watching everything over there at the tent and I can't see the mobile unit, but, uh, yeah, this the, is. The mobile unit is out here. It's, it's great to be here. This is really busy. Lots of folks coming out to Millburgers today, and we're just glad to be out here with you. It's hard to believe that there was just a rainstorm that uh, finished, huh? That's right. Well, everybody's optimistic. That, that, yeah. And it, now's a great time to plant. Yeah, that's right. A little moisture in the soil yeah. and ready for action. And, and your sagos you. came back. Our, our club yes. uh, was here earlier, and uh, they brought in 5,000 pairs of eyeglasses. That's one of the things lions do. Uh-huh. We collect used eyeglasses, and then we repurpose them, recycle them, uh, use them all over the world. Uh, so we were here doing that. We're out here with our mobile eye screening unit, uh, as uh, Lion Sam said. But some folks may not know. We kind of got a reminder of it overnight. This weather can do nasty things, and we do a lot with uh, helping folks with disaster relief. And one of the things we're, do- we're doing as a district is supporting the people in- who live in Dehanis and Hondo. A couple of weeks ago, oh, they yeah. really got hit between a tornado 
and some baseball-sized hail, they had some serious damage out there. And through our statewide foundation, we were able to immediately get them each $2,000 to help support community members who may not have had insurance or may not have had a place to stay. Wow. And we're working for a long term with a recovery grant because uh, there are people that uh, are just not going to be able to move back to their homes. There's a whole retirement community in uh, Dehanis that uh, was in a trailer park, and it was like somebody came through there with baseball bats and smashed all the windows, mm. dented everything. So we've been busy. And we're looking forward to staying busy, and we're glad that the coronavirus seems to be ebbing, and that people are out here getting their shots and doing good things, and we want to continue to be part of it. And one of the guys that's going to continue that is our incoming governor, Doug Thomas, and he's a camp guy, and he's going to explain all that. What is a camp guy? Yes. Hi, Doug. Hi, Milton. Yes, we have our Texas Lions camp display out here today. Texas Lions Camp is a camp for special needs kids ages 7 to 16. And, of course, the virus has made it hard on us this year, but we do have a family camp going this year. The camp is full. We're already making plans for next year when we'll be back having our special needs kids at the camp. Uh, you can get either come by here this afternoon and uh, get information on the Texas Lions Camp or go to lionscamp.com, okay. and uh, you'll be able to get information there. But they, there's no, there's not room for new, for more uh, attendees, is there? Uh, this summer we're full, but uh, next summer. Uh, yeah, this summer is actually here. This pretty summer is here. Pretty yeah, much we're, in a couple we're, days. We're starting yeah. out uh, yeah. already having <laughs> uh, camps. At June 1st is right around Is the that right? Well, yeah. But uh, as I said, we managed to put together a camp this summer, uh -huh. even in all the different all With all your volunteers here in your tents and everything and the wonderful plants at Millburgers, you could do the camp right here. Yeah. You we could. do the camp right here, yes. Talk to Trace about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have all kinds of activities at the camp. That, Gracious, yeah, we and can. there's a wild animal right there. Yeah, that's a, there's a bear, apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry we don't have any dogs at the camp, but oh. uh, I'm sure they would love to have that's them. That's a serious yeah. dog, yeah. yeah. yeah we, we do have horses. Yeah. Oh, we do okay. have horses. We have a swimming pool. Uh, Very cool. So it's lions. What's that? Line. We have arts and crafts activities. Oh, okay. So. so you find out about that at lionscamp.com. Lionscamp.com, uh -huh, and it gives the phone number there for the Lions Camp. It's 830-896-8500, uh, uh -huh. but you can find that at uh, lionscamp.com. Yeah, that'll, that'll be easier. And then, oh, were you, you going to say, Calvin? Well, I was just going to remind uh, these guys that uh, the reason, one of the reasons we know them so well is that uh, their, their efforts on behalf of uh, improving vision and mm -hmm. uh, uh, recycling uh Classes and uh, all that effort that in the past year or so that uh, we were involved with him and nobody yeah. else was involved. Yeah. Bring out your used eyeglasses today. We're collecting those and. Uh, and look, yeah, just uh, we're recounting my experience where you know I say, well, the Lions Club's going to be there, so I'll go check and see if I can't find two or three glasses. Yeah, how many did you find? A nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> and so, we really appreciate that so contribution. So how, how, how does that 19 glasses that, that Calvin found help people? 
What's, what's well, done with those glasses? Okay. We have a recycling center in uh, Midland. They'll go there. They'll be sanitized, categorized. Then we can send them out right now. We do have a problem in distribution because of the uh, pandemic. But, okay. Uh, we, we do. We're ready to go. Well, we in the, in the past, them. they might, might have ended up in uh, uh, even in uh, other continents, in the, all oh, over yes. the world. Yeah. Yes. All, uh, How many? Two million pairs a year. Wow. Anyone that's doing mission trips, anyone that's doing vision mission trips uh, typically has the problem that they never have enough glasses. So all they have to do is get a hold of our Texas Lions Eyeglass Recycling Center and uh, – they are shipped to them at no cost and can take them wherever they need to. Uh, related to what you said, Calvin, uh, a couple of years ago, I had a request from a researcher that I work with who was researching uh, some people that live in, uh, in Nepal because there is no incidence of diabetes in this particular region, and that was his study area. But while he was there, they were doing a mission trip, and they took 400 pair of those glasses with them. So uh, that's yes, that's how that works. But uh, but also when they uh, were able to get back into Mexico and so forth, we have many eyeglass or eye clinics that were established by Lions in Mexico uh, through the support of Lions here in Texas. And so they had a program that was able to actually distribute up to 1,500 pair a day in Mexico mm. uh, just prior yeah. to the uh, the pandemic getting. Well, and anybody that has been. Uh, had to wear glasses through the years appreciates the fact that what a difference it would make to somebody with a poor vision and that they have no access perhaps they don't have the bu the budget but a lot of times they just don't have the the uh, well, store or the retail outlets or that's absolutely true and and you know just by with our experience doing vision screening on children uh, we we have found that uh, so many times children have no idea that they can't see. You know, they're just used to what they're yeah. working with. In fact, last year at this event that we did here, uh, one of our own lions had his grandson that was visiting from Houston and, and went through the mobile unit and found out at that point he was like three years old and found out that uh, because he ended up going to an ophthalmologist within the next week, that he had a severe problem that was able to be corrected. Ah. But imagine in, a, in another country where the child uh, is not able and doesn't know, and all of a sudden they're given the gift of sight just uh, yeah. right there, and it changes their life completely. Cool, guys. How late are you all here today? We're going to be here till 2 o'clock Till 2, okay. And, uh, but uh, in, in the event anyone wants to have some information about Lions Clubs in general, or our Site Research Foundation, or our Texas Lions Camp, they can sure reach out to my, me at my office at 210-326-3915. I'm going to send that. And, it gets radio, yeah. so you get to say it twice, and I'm going to send it back to Al if I can. Right. It's 210-326-3915. And Lion Sam, that's me. I'll be answering the phone probably. Uh, and uh, also you can look at our website, district 2 a 2 dot org district 2a2.org or our site research foundation actually you can just google lions site research and our uh, website will pop up cool and one more time on your phone number 210-326-3915 lion sam all right thanks guys hey good to be with you again thanks good for having see you us. all you take care all right 210-308 we'll watch y'all having fun over there y'all are having way too much fun 
Congratulations on your new position. Thanks yeah. for all your work, Dave. 210-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. Well, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. You're doing just pretty, just pretty good? Uh, rain almost washed me away last night. Yeah, it did it? Lightning and oh, thunder. Oh, man. It, it, it was a storm, wasn't it? <laughs> that was a... Yeah, I had to... I was watching TV, yeah. as usual, and uh, I had to go do something else, Milton. Yeah, because you had no power. Got, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it wasn't no power, but it was coming and going. Oh, do you have... And that, that doesn't make my... Do you uh, have satellite TV, or... Satellite. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it blocks stuff. Yeah, that, does, that doesn't make my TV happy. Yeah, I was, I was reading and kind of looking through... Uh, stuff and on facebook and i saw someone posted you know like 30 minutes before this <laughs> the uh a newscast with the storm stuff on it so i watched it and you could just see this huge cell and it was white with lightning no oh, lord coming towards san antonio yeah and i went okay that's gonna hit us and so um <laughs> you I, should be a weather person Milton. i should i could just <laughs> i'm a little too emotional that's gonna hit us uh, so i ran <clears throat> And got the dog who needed walking. Uh-oh. And I walked the dog. We got down to the corner. <coughs> and the dog sensed it before I ever even did. She got down to the corner, and it was like she just reached my arm back. She wanted back to the house. And that's when I heard the thunder and the lightning. Oh, and Yeah. Man. and Yeah, they can smell it. Yeah, oh, maybe and, so. Uh, I didn't think about that. Here, too, probably better. Than we probably can. better, yeah. Uh, it doesn't take much, but the uh, yeah. So and then right after that, man, did it come down. We didn't get any hail. I know there were some people that got hail. Yeah, hail no. But <laughs> but uh, this morning was interesting. Um, the um, uh oh. Oh no, I was just checking. We're gonna we're gonna talk to Warren. <coughs> so he was telling me when he was gonna be ready. I'll tell Al. Um, yeah, Al, we're gonna call Warren about twelve forty. So. Uh, change of plans, change of plans. But um, <laughs> no, this morning we went for a walk again, and there was there was a few limbs down. Millburgers in the the parking lot, that their second parking lot. The tree there has a branch that that broke in half. Uh, but there was bark everywhere uh, as you kind of rounded the thing, and I wasn't sure what it was. And oops. There you go. It wasn't from the what? what? It wasn't from palms. That's was what it? I thought, too, but we couldn't see any palms. We saw one big old tree, and then, um, and that's what the guy next door to the big old tree said. Ah, oh, that's what it is. Um, and I don't know. It's it's an, like a, I think it's an oak, but it's huge. Um, and uh, it was that flat bark. But I wonder, too, as I was walking back, I saw a crepe myrtle, and it looked like all of its bark was gone. No. That wouldn't be a crepe myrtle? Well, I know you said they, they exfoliate or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's a slow process. Oh, okay. Maybe, you guys, when they, maybe when it scared the bark out of them. <laughs> when they do strip off a little bark, they, they're the little teeny pieces. Yeah. But that well, it always amazes me on those palms that bark spreads out, uh, might be uh, yards away from the Oh, tree. okay. Well, then it could be. But then. it looks... It looked like it looked like palm. Yeah, you go to gra- grab it, you say, "Well, it must be pretty light." It blew away, or oh, over here, and that stuff is so heavy and sharp. <laughs> and it is, it's uh, it's pr- pretty 
difficult to uh, well, pick it, it up even. I don't know how much bark it was, but, you know, if lightning strikes a tree, uh-huh. it'll, it'll blow the bark off a lot of times. Even if it strikes in a, a crepe? In a street. Even if it strikes a crepe myrtle? No. Oh, you're not, you're not going to give me that crepe myrtle, are you? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen uh, a crepe myrtle stuck by lightning. Oh, okay. The if you if your crepe myrtle has been struck by lightning, call us at 210-308-8867. I don't know how it would look since it, it, it exfoliates its barks. Fish. It was weird. It sheds it off. It was. Uh, but that bark is it like had paper. All the, like a oh, and I didn't paper. pick it up. I should have picked it up. But uh, yeah. it had. It was interesting. It looked like something affected it. It could have just been the rain Yeah. because it had all these yellowish-brown streaks on it. Um. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know what that was either. Yeah. When was this? Uh, your tri- uh, this coming morning. home from your trip to the tavern? No, I'm taking. A, I'll take a picture of it. Man, y'all are just mean. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You can share your your stories last night and what happened and. Uh, what time, uh, what time was this last night? All this what? excitement. You better not have slept through it or something. I didn't. Uh, I just. I noticed this morning that there was a lot rain. of rain in your uh, gauge. But I didn't. Uh, last night I didn't. Uh, we didn't I don't know how you didn't. Um, was it loud at your house too? Oh yeah. Yeah. Between the <laughs> lightning and the thunder. What would you say about eight o'clock? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. The do- poor dog. Eight or nine. Yeah. Poor dog has a doggy door. Uh huh. That he goes in <laughs> and out of. Yeah. And. Uh, when that hard rain came, some rain came in the dog. Oh, door. did it? <laughs> but the dog was going to go out, and then he thought again. <laughs> That's <laughs> a, a smart dog. Maybe not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was looking at uh, today's ad list. Uh-huh. And guess what they got on, on sale, and I saw them as I walked in. Well, yeah, on sale. Yeah, the uh, I don't know where you're going. Are you going for the Bougainvillea? Yeah, Juanita. Yeah, Juanita Hatton. If I remember right, when I was doing that uh, <laughs> uh, research on which were the best varieties of uh, Bougainvillea. Yeah. Oh, that was the. Yeah, I think Juanita was the one. Phil it was Hobie. one of those that was. Yeah. It's awfully pretty. It really is beautiful. Yeah, one that Phil Hobie. Uh, you, who used to be, I guess, a bougainvillea expert. And a, ma- a wonderful master gardener, yeah. leader, yeah, oh, leader yeah. community leader. Big participant. <laughs> and fun to de- uh, uh, deal with, too. And he's the one to eat those hot peppers out yeah. of his pocket. Every bite of lunch, if you had lunch <laughs> with him, he would take one out of his breast pocket and pop it in there. And I, whoa, I was just getting hot and sweaty <laughs> watching him eat it. But anyway, they've got, uh, and usually when they have bougainvilleas on sale, they don't give the na- the variety name. Right. But this time, they've got Juanita. Am I saying that? Or should it be Jerry? No, no, Juanita. Juanita. No, it should be Juanita. Juanita Hatton. H-A-T-T-E-N. You sure it's not Juanita? I am sure. Juanita? Juanita. You said it right. Give yourself some credit. What color was that? Was that kind of a, an off, a pink, an off pink? It's a pinkish, lavender pink, a deep dark. pinkish purple. Yeah, right. It, there at the entrance, Kevin. Okay, well, 
Yeah, but, but I, there, I, I park in the back with oh. the staff. Oh, okay. But it's a... Um, <laughs> it's a brilliant knockout. Yeah, brilliant is a good... Tip, tropical color. Loves the hot summer sun. Uh, regularly thirty four ninety nine. Right. <laughs> it's almost almost $35. almost thirty five dollars. <laughs> but they're on sale for the twenty eight twenty eight eighty eight. Yeah. Uh, two for fifty dollars. Now, one of the questions I gave, uh, participated in a design school. Uh, gave a presentation on the plant materials, and one of them was, uh, "What, why are uh, bougainvilleas so different in terms of culture oh, yeah. than other plants?" And and of course, uh, they they root bound, <laughs> and you let them dry out before you water them, no. and and uh, so it's funny when people have been away from that. We haven't talked a lot about them in the last. No. Year or so a couple uh-uh. of years, uh, people, uh, everybody kind of forgets, and spe- <laughs> oh, especially with the February uh, freeze, freeze, yeah. Valentine's really Week freeze, uh, people are kind of getting new ones, just like you were talking about, and uh, trying to remember how is it we were supposed to take care of those, <laughs> and the ones that planted them in the ground. Uh, probably killed them all to yeah. the ground. Yeah, I haven't seen. But any they're re-sprouting. How are they? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen any Oh, that's sprouting. interesting. Yeah, but uh, what will happen is after they re-sprout, it may take one or two years before they ever bloom again. Oh. And, and why is that, Milton, you think? <laughs> no, it's, 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 part of that pro- it's part yeah. of that process because they oh. they have to get root-bound again. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So they're doing new roots? So those? Yeah. yeah they're Okay. Huh. They're Re- reestablishing themselves to yeah. to be in a, a, a blooming state. They're very vigorous too, and uh, uh, even even if uh, yours didn't freeze back <laughs> and sprouting out with all this rain, uh, they may not bloom very much this Let year. Me, uh, but those are in full bloom. The ones that uh, want Jawanied. Let, uh, Just let, say it right, Juanita. <laughs> let's uh, let's also. Uh, I I don't haven't seen a lot of them sprouting like Jerry's talking about. So if you got a, a bougainvillea that uh, went through the that was in the soil or, or yeah. Was in, yeah in a container uh, that went through the Valentine's Week freeze. And uh, what state is it in? <laughs> yeah, give us a call. I doubt if any of the containerized ones. Yeah. So I'm yeah. talking about those. All of mine got wiped out in a container. Oh, place. yeah. But I'm even in the soil, I'll be surprised. But Let's you, uh, pick you, this up. You didn't have any in the soil, did you? Oh, no. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, there's uh, you know other gardeners. Oh, okay. All right, let's pick this up in a second. We're going to take a quick break, but if you want to tell us what's happening with your bougainvillea, 210-308-8867. The neighbors, um, I'm wondering what's going to happen. He's a really good gardener, but he, and he had one that was climbing over the house. Oh, yeah. And I think last week you said he ought to kiss it goodbye. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Call us and did tell you tell us. him that, Matthew? I did not tell him. I would uh, never say that. And, 210-308-8867. And the problem with that is uh, dead bougainvillea, dead, any kind of dead thorny oh. plant is, is kind of difficult to deal with. 
All right, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Celebrate birthdays each month. That's uh, celebrating uh, Bob Dylan's birthday, 80th birthday, which which fell on the uh, 24th of May. So, two one another Minnesota boy. Uh, <laughs> Chris, who? Bob Dylan. Oh, Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, all right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We hope to talk to Warren today. I think it's going to work out. We hope to talk to Kyle at Wild Birds Unlimited tomorrow uh, about what's going on over there. But I will tell you, um, it's been real busy. In fact, he said, hey, let's move it on Sunday when things are a little quieter. But it sounds like uh, folks are interested in uh, bringing nature to the yard. What's out there now? What are folks noticing? You said the, the martins are now nesting? or Yeah, they're kind of in the in the midst of uh, uh, nesting, um, the bird, the bird bass. You would think, with all the rain we've had, that <laughs> there wouldn't be much interest. But with our with our climate, it still evaporates at the oh, end of a, yeah. end of a day, and uh, the birds are taking advantage of the of the bird bass, and they're kind of fun to watch. <laughs> you don't uh, this this time of the year. Uh, you don't see the, a lot of things like painted buntings, the migrants, but uh, all your resident birds are yeah. you know, the thrashers. And <laughs> in our neighborhood now, we got robins, which is the strangest, right. uh, strangest thing. It just uh, that used to be the first bird to show up in Tennessee, other than one at the sign of winter. spring. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah. they they'd be out there in your yard uh, looking for worms. Huh. I guess I get yeah. that worm and and grubs. Yeah, yeah. worms yeah. mostly. They hear them underground. But uh, hear so, a worm crawling underground. Well, that's pretty so good. So bird baths are. Yeah, we uh, didn't even hear bird a storm. Uh, but um, listen, Wild Birds Unlimited, Kyle and the gang at Hebner and Northwest Military. That location uh, has been here the longest in San Antonio, and they know San Antonio. They've, I mean. Kind of like that commercial. They've seen it all, so they can help you. And plus, they get excited when you bring in new situations and problems, because <laughs> uh, it's a it's a kind of a fun challenge. Uh, so go by and visit with them. It's four seven nine Bird, and it's Northwest Military and Hebner Road, uh, Kyle and Wild Birds Unlimited. Uh, go by and say hello for us. So drop us a line and uh, drop them a hi for us uh, when you say, say, I heard them talking about you on the garden <laughs> show. And they appreciate sparrows over there, too. They do. Kyle does. If so. you love sparrows. Yeah. I think they even had a sparrow appreciation day. I don't think they, that may not have been them. Might but, not have yeah, happened. But we'll, we'll check it out. Because of the pandemic. Yeah. All right. Trace is coming up. <laughs> oh. What's going on, Trace? Well, I'll let you get set up first. <laughs> we talked to the Lions Club people, so we good, know they're good. there. And uh, You know, I'm so used to be actually being able to see your face when we're talking, and now oh, I can't. Oh, now you can't because it's uh, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There All right. Was All that right. a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, <laughs> it was a, indifferent. indifferent. Yeah, maybe maybe it could have been a blessing that you just didn't know about. <laughs> well, what's happening today? Lots of people here. Bright, yes, sunny day. Yes, it is. Uh, 
wonderful weekend for uh, Lions Club. Yeah. And the weather turned out pretty nice once it got to be about 10, 15 anyway. Well, yeah. It's, it's hard to believe that the rainstorm just stopped. <laughs> and by the time we get here, the, the nursery is full of customers. It was, uh, yeah. it was a, an interesting change. It was really slow, except for grass. Oh, okay. One, uh, you got uh, some grass there? Yeah. <laughs> ha- had, I guess is a better Oh, okay. Way I to put saw that. them lined up. Yeah, they? Uh, they, they were lined up since uh, we swung the gate at 9. Hmm. <laughs> but, um... And, and holiday weekend. Yeah, talk about the what's the holiday tax thing. So, all right, so it's it's limited to certain things, but uh, it's a t- basically tax free weekend, just like uh, when you go to get school clothes for kids and backpacks and school supplies. Um, so this is tax free on plants, mulch, water conserving things, not chemicals. Okay. Not gift things. Oh, okay. That not makes sense. fertilizers. Okay. Uh, but a lot of stuff. So uh, it's, it's a great day to shop, and you get that. That's today. That's tomorrow and Monday. And Monday. And you all are open on Monday. We are. So what's, what's, what's the target again? Is that an environmental? Uh, well, the goal is uh, moisture control. Moisture control. Okay. So, uh, you know, things like polymers and uh, Revive, which uh, is not truly a fertilizer, but it does help with water retention. Uh, soaker hoses. Uh and plants. That's yeah. the key. And it doesn't matter whether it's a house plant or a plant that's going to go in the ground or a tree. Uh, you get to save the tax. Is we the, could have uh, used some moisture control at our house last night. There was lots of moisture. <laughs> Wrong direction. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. What about the the saws uh, program? Is that one in pl- in place now? It, it is. In fact, they got multiple things going, um, but it's very hard to find the specific plant. So. I normally would pride myself of having all but one or two of them. Um, now I'm happy if I have half. Mm-hmm. So they, if they're interested in that, they should explore mm-hmm. that. Uh, the saws. Yeah, website. still on still on the website. Uh, the specific list of plants. We have the little cards for it. Uh, we didn't have room to have our bed up. Plus, we didn't have half the stuff, so it was almost well, disappointing. Well, I saw to I, have. I saw one day, and this was a few weeks ago, where staff was trying to fill the thing, and they're Bringing on a load, and before they even got it off the tra- <laughs> off of the yeah, wagon, was, there were people were. It was a futile effort. So <laughs> we, we stopped. Um, we couldn't keep the rest of the store full, much less the saws package bed. So <laughs> these are these are uh, pr- a lot of plants that we recommend. A lot of plants that are really successful in our landscapes, and a lot of them that. Do fulfill that requirement in terms of uh, yeah. Now they do have a, tolerant. they do have a huge list of things on their website, but not everything on their website is on that package. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's see. <laughs> I was going to ask him about Juanita. Juanita, very good. Juanti? No, you see, said it right. See, Stop the re- reason I say Juan, yes, is because for the probably past year or so somebody is uh, texting me and and they call the name Juan oh uh, is this a political thing no oh I get <laughs> I get a political thing that says hello Juan does this, it this, uh, this is so and so with so and so's campaign well, that's it. there's another one that's Jason uh, yeah. oh that's weird <laughs> I, I, mean, I suspect there's t- 
20 of those different. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know but what they do. But oh. they refer to, they don't have my name right, which is like, <laughs> why Why am I going to vote for your candidate? I always you hear up? from Juan. Okay. Uh, oh, they yeah. think I'm Juan. This is, well, this is Juanita. This is Juanita Hatton <laughs> that he's talking about. Okay, our broken Beyonce. Yeah. 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 I was go- wondering what y'all Yeah. <laughs> I, I get off the uh, headphones for just, just uh, for a second. Y'all, y'all go off on and a we, tangent. We've come down a whole new road. Uh, did, did you, uh, is that is Juanita Hatton the only one Bougainvillea that you buy by name? I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> um, I mean, I never have seen a name on them except for this. Well, we were only getting that one. That's all they had. So we had to put that name on them because people might expect other colors. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's well, a good one. I, I could have put Barbara Karst on there. There and, you go. And nobody would have known the difference because they're identical colors. Yeah. But the, that's a good one. Yeah, this one is, and it's beautiful. If they that's, go to um, dot com and look at the sale items and see the picture, it's gorgeous. It People are picking well. them up. Oh, good. Big time. Our, and where our, did you say they were? They're out front? They're in the parking lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. We had too many to bring them in. <laughs> oh, is that right? Really? Good. That's okay. true. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866 308 8867. I'll ask while Trace isn't listening. Do we have uh did you say you saw Whoppers? Oh yeah. We oh, got Whopper begonias. We got the uh d- dark leaf uh, oh, Whopper oh. and then there then there's uh uh another uh, supply of uh, the 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 light green mm-hmm. really spectacular color. Yeah, I don't think I've begonia. ever seen the dark leaf one. Yeah, yeah. I was off on another tangent. The I know. Yeah. Off, changes, <laughs> change the subject We, we need your help to, yeah. <laughs> At the Whoppers, uh, Whoppers, I, I was talking to a gardener. Uh, she was there admiring the Whoppers with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, <laughs> gosh, I wish these uh, light green ones had been there four weeks ago <laughs> or five weeks ago. And, and, and then we uh, were talking about how wonderful though those dark mm. the dark leaved ones were performing this year too. yeah so we, we hit them from you they were here <laughs> huh? mm-hmm. nothing i just <laughs> i'm looking across the nursery and uh cat last last week calvin brought bought, bought some uh red bloomed uh uh oh the butterfly bl- plant porter 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 well, and I was scolding him because he got the only ones that were blooming. But as I'm looking out across there, all of them are blooming. That's right. They're they're just on the edge. <laughs> they, were, they were hidden by the tree, but there was a lot blooming. I, yeah. Somewhere around here, I got in some quarts too of uh, apricot. I think. Mm, wow. Did you? I didn't see those. Uh, what I did see, I, I see we still got some of the tuberosa, which is the yep. one of the native. We do. Uh, butter uh, milkweeds. We also have tropical milkweed, a good selection of tropical milkweed, so and is, some mist flower. This is actually one of the best selections of product we've had all year. Oh, good. Uh, as far as perennials go, and actually having you know, some uh, roses, too. Yes, we've got uh, roses. Yeah, more, more Probably varieties. won't be a lot of monarch action, but there'll be queens and all the other butterflies. Mm-hmm. All, the, all of those swallowtails are all out there and flying about, and they'll certainly be attracted to any of those plants we described. And then you'll be ready for the monarchs this fall. Yeah, that red one's pretty too. Yeah, it is. It makes a nice compact mm-hmm. plant too. I, I like to put it in a container and put it in full sun, like on the patio, and because it's another one of those that 
people say, well, what is this? It's so weird. <laughs> well, hummingbirds it? like it, too. Oh. Uh, have you, you didn't mention hummingbirds a while ago. Yeah, you, have you said I should, because uh, it's the only, one of the few plants that I've seen both hummingbirds and butterflies competing at right. the same time for the, <laughs> the nectar. All right, right, we need to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The answer, we'll hopefully talk to Spider-Man right after this. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, celebrating musical birthdays as we always do. That's Roseanne Cash, born on the 24th of May. All right, Warren Remy of Spider-Man Pest Control is on the line with us. And I called Warren, one, because I want to know more about the Into Care system. But I got a press release from A&M yesterday that said mosquitoes this year, because of all the rain in San Antonio, are going to be worse than ever. Oh, great. Yay. So <laughs> I wanted to address that with Warren. Hi there, Warren. How you doing? What a beautiful day this has turned out to be, man. Oh, I yeah. know. We're all we're all sharing war stories of the uh, storm last night. Did you have any? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I got, a, I got a text from my daughter in her brand new car, and she's like, Dad, it's hailing on my new oh, car. No. And it's like, oh, no. Sugar Bear, there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. <laughs> there's only so much Spider-Man. If it's do. your daughter, you're supposed to go out there and throw your body over yeah, her or get, car. Get a cardboard box and open <laughs> it up and stand under over it. That's what we do for our daughters. But, you know, uh, Milton, that information from uh, Texas AgriLife, this is about the best information I've seen uh, put out there for a long, long time. It just... It encompasses the uh, uh, the things that we run into. We right after this rain, we'll get a little bit of a few calls, and then in about four or five days, we'll get a surge of calls. Hmm. <laughs> and then in about another week after that, then we get another surge of calls. So it's a natural transition from <laughs> the way that the water, the standing water, builds up. And the different species of the uh, of the mosquitoes that want to come and get us. And uh, yep. when I was reading this, it's got some great information about um, you know different plants that that are uh, you know that can repel no mosquitoes. No, you know? Jerry does not believe it. Go that. away, Warren. Don't fall. For oh it. no, no, it's written. The, the one that really surprised me was that it said petunias, <laughs> petunias huh. were were included in uh, in the list. But uh, how about zinnias? <laughs> Calvin thinks zinnias can do anything. Well, sure I, I hope that the mosquito plant was on there. The uh, citronella. Citronella. I'm sure it was. Was it on there? I'm trying to remember, but I'm sure it would have been. Was it on yeah, there, Warren? Citronella. Yeah, Jerry, Did does, you, uh, Jerry doesn't have any. So you know what you that you didn't pass us uh, that information. <laughs> no, yet? I'll pass it on to you. <laughs> you know what that means about the list, Warren? Uh, 
Okay, Jerry. Jerry doesn't have any faith in the, 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 the no, plants. There's no plant that repels insects. All right, y'all will know, have to discuss. A, there's a few yes, sir. years ago. A few years ago, I got a phone call from uh, the uh, area over there behind Rotama, mm-hmm. and they've got uh, they've got some real nice, beautiful, fancy. Uh, uh, housing subdivisions over there, and some of them are are divided by some some real big uh, escarpment areas. There, I mean, they're like like three hundred, four hundred feet or yards rather uh, across from each other on the back fences, and it they have a an unbelievable uh, amount of water that collects down in there, and they wanted they wanted. <laughs> spider-man to go out there and treat that and you couldn't even get it was like a swamp you couldn't even get no. it. Not, even, not even in a four-wheeler but uh the mosquito dunks are what what they uh, the city finally figured out to get about two train loads of mosquito dunks over there and get that all treated but uh, but folks really need to pay attention to standing water get rid of all just really search out uh, your uh, your potted plants. You know your pots that you you uh, save and stack. You them know up. what is uh, another always amazes me is how how important like the old dog dishes. Oh and, yeah, uh, just garbage can covers and yeah. and pail pails or pots pots from our plants <laughs> that we. Well, thrown in a corner. And a statistic, Warren, you can tell us what your experience has been, too, talking to Warren Remy of Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control about mosquitoes and controlling them as well as just, you know, what you can do to prevent them. I've heard a statistic that says that it, it takes a, basically about a, a bottle cap full of water to produce thousands of mosquitoes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, as, that may be a little exaggeration. It must be crowded in there. Warren, what, it doesn't take much water, does it? It does not. It doesn't, you know, a cap full of water. Like, and I don't know about thousands, you know, they <laughs> pretty much elbow to elbow and tail to tail. But I guarantee Mosquitoes you have elbows. <laughs> I, got a phone well, call from, uh, I got a phone call from uh, Mrs. Hardberger, uh, our old mayor, Phil Hardberger's wife in uh yeah. He said, we've got a bunch of mosquitoes in the backyard, and I need you to check it out. And I went over there, and, and they had a fountain that they had turned off, and oh, it was no. it was the number one hot spot. They just had just a couple <laughs> of inches of water. But then by their storeroom, they had about 15 of those uh, one-gallon pots, black pots that you save, mm. you know. And uh, I went over and I looked at them, and it's like, oh, there's no water in the first one, and the second one, <laughs> and the third one. And I'm like, hmm, doesn't look like a problem. And I went back over there a few minutes later, and I went on down to about the tenth or twelfth one, and there, there it was. It was loaded with mosquitoes down at the very, very bottom, you know. <laughs> so I, I was taking for granted just a quick peek over the top, you know, and. Uh, that was my mistake right there. I had to really figure out what was going on. But uh, folks really need to uh, pay attention, especially with this beautiful rain we had last night. Really uh, go through the yard and, and uh, get rid of all that water. Did it drown all the fire ants? 
Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Warren doesn't mince words. Thank you, Warren. Uh, no. Warren, well, the truth, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but the truth that's is That's okay. The truth is the truth. One of the one of the reasons, Warren, that we're interested in your uh, mosquito control strategies are that uh, they relate to those of us that are, are trying to encourage butterfly populations. Uh, you know that uh, what what the is in, that? The N two care system. Yeah. Does that can that is that a chance of controlling mosquitoes to the point where? So young people and older people are protected, uh, but also uh, does not attack the butterfly numbers. Say like fogging might do or spraying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the fogging, you're going to – we do very, very little fogging. We do fog. We do spray. But the beauty behind the N2 care system is the insect growth regulator is specific to mosquitoes and uh, oh wow and the research was done it, it was brought into the industry from Denmark Denmark is the uh, the location that perfected the formula and it's a specific formula an attractant that attracts the mosquitoes and they fly into the bucket that has mm-hmm. the powder and they they lay their eggs on the water, and in the water, there's we put a pellet in there that is the insect growth regulator, and they the eggs hatch into the larva, and those little wigglers are down there, and they they float around and they wiggle up and down and up and down, and then after about three or four days, when we open up the bucket, take the top off and look down. It's full of dead larvae. Oh, those wigglers are all dead laying in the bottom. And so That's the beauty behind it, yeah, the beauty behind it is that the, <laughs> uh, the adults, they get that powder on them. They fly over to rest under a plant, and that powder is distributed on the plant or wherever yeah. else they land. And then the other mosquitoes land on it. They pick it up, and you get a domino effect. And... Uh, when we have customers that say, uh, you know, hey, you, you've had it out here a week, and, well, we've, we've only seen about 80% reduction, and uh, I want 100% reduction. Come and spray. Well, you're, you're, you're doing it wrong that way. You know, you don't want to go kill yeah, those guys. Yeah, that makes you, sense. You know, you want that domino effect, and it really – years ago, I didn't really believe in that transfer effect. You know, like we've got with the, uh, like our term, termiticide chemical, the Fipronil uh, Termidor product, it really does have a transfer effect. And when we get it, we get that in the ground, it's odorless, termites don't know it's there, they pass through it, and they carry it on through back to, uh, back to the colony. And uh, last Friday, a week ago Friday, Andy and I, my supervisor, we treated with some Thermidor up in some columns that had thousands and thousands of termites in it. And when we went back on Monday, there was termites laying dead all over the ground. And that's, huh. that's, the, that's the transfer effect that, uh, that we, really, we really get out of there. And uh, Dr. Goodson, uh, 
from uh, Kentucky State University. He did some research on on uh, using the maximum amount of, of uh, technical ingredient, and he found that if we if we had the technical ingredient way too strong, we didn't get as much transfer effect. And so mid-range insecticides, which is you know almost like what uh, people give their their dogs and cats for heartwarming stuff. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. You know it knocks out the heartworm, and that's how safe this stuff is in that particular mixture. You know it's 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 potent, and we our guys do wear goggles and gloves and things like that. But you know once we put it in the ground, then we're okay. Same thing with cool. the so this this is a route uh, that if you're you're interested in protecting your family, you get you can do that. But you all, also, if you're interested in maximizing pop uh, butterfly population, you can get, you can accomplish both of those. Huh? That's what we suspect. Exactly. Exactly. Very That's cool. What, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Sounds good. Thank you, Warren. Good info. Okay, gentlemen. We'll talk. You guys have. You be a careful out there. Weekend. Yeah, you too. Have a good Memorial Day. All right, 210-308-8867. By the way, to reach Spider-Man, uh, you can find him online at GoSpiderManPest.com. There's more information about the Into Care system on that. Or call him at 210-656-3721. You can tell Warren knows what he's talking about. All right, Audrey's on the line at 210-308-8867. Let's see if we can help you real quick, Audrey, or we'll, we'll carry you through the news. What's going on? Okay, I'm looking for rock sulfate for tomatoes when you plant them in the in a container. You and mean rock, uh, you, mean, you mean rock phosphate, right? Phosphate. Okay, it's something that you put in before you put the tomato plant in in the, yeah. in the dirt. You're gonna be, be you you're gonna be better off to use a uh, what they call a starter solution that has phosphorus available in it. And uh, we'd be taken up to, by the root system faster. How would okay. what, what would she get before she leaves? Tell her what do, that is. You do yeah. have that then. Do we have no. that? No. Oh. Well, what, uh, what does she I get? I don't think rock phosphate is sold anymore. Okay. What about the her? thing that you were mentioning? Uh, oh, the starter solution. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. It has. It's a high phosphorus uh, solution. Okay. Okay, and what about Australian or summer spinach? Do you have those plants or the seeds? Australian or summer spinach, is that the one that... that uh, yeah, Malab- Malabar? Mal- yes, yeah, maybe. Yes, that, yes. Oh. uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think we have Not it. right now we don't. Not yeah. just yet. Really? Uh, we'll ask about the seeds, yeah, but it should be coming soon. Trace always gets it every year. Yeah, you're right, okay. there might be seeds. So. Yeah, we'll ask Trace about the seeds. And one more thing, Laura Bush Petunia. <laughs> No. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. okay. Thank you, everyone. Listen, thanks for waiting. We'll You're talk right. to you soon. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcast from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, right here on 930 AM. This is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Don't forget the Lions Club is here for another hour. They've got uh, the uh, free 
vision screening tests. They're also collecting glasses and educating people about some other stuff um, as well. So, uh, yeah, this is a, a good opportunity to come on by today. It is pretty now. Uh, big old blue Texas sky, some fluffy white clouds, and um, we encourage you to come by and visit with us today at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. All right. Now, uh, John, we won't mention John's last name, but the tomato guy. Oh, uh, all right. You got him? I think we may. John, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. You emailed Jerry? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Well, you're on the air. So okay. is that, are you comfortable with that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. good. What's going on? I'll, I'll read his question okay. that I got. He said, I have green tomatoes about the size of a tennis ball that just fall off the plant for no reason that I can tell. What would cause this? The varieties are Celebrity, Valley Cat, and Red Snapper. Do you shop at Mailburger, John? Yes, sir. There you go. I can tell by those varieties. Oh, okay. They're perfect. Uh, I wanted to ask, uh, uh, you said they were the size of a tennis ball. From there on down, even some smaller ones. Even some smaller. And when they fall off, they're on the ground. Uh, they, do they have any bite marks on them? No, I just can't, can't see anything at all. They're perfectly green tomato. Okay. Do they, uh, do they have stems still attached? Uh, no, I don't think they do. Okay. Not that uh, I recall. <laughs> nothing, nothing I can think you got great varieties, and nothing I can think of would cause the fruit to fall off, no virus or fungus or anything like that. But sometimes uh, if you have some uh, rats or rodents in the, in the garden, sometimes they'll cut that fruit off. Hmm. But well, uh, like I said, it's the fruit. Uh, I don't know why they don't, but uh, maybe they carry some back. But uh, usually, if they if a rodent does it, you'll have a little bit have a small stem uh, still attached to it. I'll have to look next time. Yeah. Uh, can the plant? All you can, all you can do. Do what? Go ahead. All you can, all you can do is. Uh, you get rid of the rats some way. You poison yeah. them or, or, or trap them or something like that, if yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm going to look next time. I don't think it's rats, because I've okay. never had this problem before. But can the plant yeah. get so many tomatoes on it it can't support them? Uh, the branches would break. Usually these tomatoes, the varieties you have, don't abort tomatoes if they have too many fruit because they, they're known for having a lot of fruit well they're but, loaded uh, that's what got me that they start falling off okay how uh, many what percentage of the of the fruit has fallen off oh it's not that not that big a percentage or anything it's just it's it's real nice ass tomatoes i'm just waiting for them to wrap it up <laughs> one night, and then next you know they're on the ground you know, so I don't you know, know the, fir- the first you know i might get Two or three or something every other day, something like that. Oh, uh, the first first thing I would suspect would be uh, storm weather. No, that, oh. th- these fell before the storm. I went out there and looked this morning, and there was none on the ground after that storm last night. Hmm. 
wash the rats away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. I, I can't think of anything but but that, rodents. And, uh, and a squirrel, if it was a squirrel, which I doubt, uh, they would eat the side of it all. Yeah, really. I've had that yeah. before. But you say if a oh, rat does it, there will be a little bit of the stem left on it? Yeah, where they, and the, the stem will look like it's cut with scissors. All right, I'll have to look and see that. I, it seemed to me like there's not even any stem left on them, but I'll double-check that. Okay. Well, I, So if it is that, rats, what can he do? He's losing tomatoes. Well, I'll have he to could trap them. them with a have-a-heart trap. Okay. Or he could uh, put a poison bait around the garden that they will take up and eat and so the nettings die and somewhere. Not well, for rats. Okay. <laughs> or, or, it's too clever. There's enough cats roaming around here. I doubt it's a rat. They go under. The cats in my neighborhood can't handle a rat. Oh, this poor cat. You've got some good okay. rats. Okay. I, I just wanted to call you and tell you in person because I've never heard of this before. Hmm. Well, it never has happened to me before either, so that's one. There you go. Two old fuckers, two old gardeners. Yeah, I was thinking maybe the plant couldn't handle the number of tomatoes because they're loaded no. with tomatoes, I'll tell you. Well, that's great. Maybe the rat's thinning them or whatever, knocking them yeah, off is thinning them a little bit. Maybe they thought you have. Maybe it's like oranges that you need to be thinning them. Yeah. Well, I'll which, look which, next time see if I see a stem still on them. But. There you go. Okay. What, uh, what, which variety has got more tomatoes on it? It's probably close between uh, Celebrity and Red Snapper. All right. I probably Every, got the you, first tomato off, off of the Red Snapper, but Celebrity <laughs> wasn't far behind with having tomatoes wrapped. But I think Red yeah. Snapper had the first wrap one. Have you grown Red Snapper before? I did the year it came out. Okay. And really liked it. But I usually don't buy that Rodeo tomato until the year after it comes out to see what everybody had to say about it, but for some reason or another, I bought that one. The year okay. it came out, and it did good, so I've <laughs> grown it ever since. Good deal. Thank you for your patience. Yes, sir. It is, it's a good tomato. Yeah, you will. Well, thanks for coming on the show, John. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. You know, one thing good about the rain and the fire ants, yeah. they can't hide after heavy oh. rain. And they'll be, <laughs> they'll be well, taking the dirt and stuff out of their holes, the little home. Mound, the mounds will. And they'll make mounds. Which you can see the main mound and treat the main mound and yeah. kill all of them while they're in place. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I like Warren's response. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, he, I, he, I have a feeling he's heard that before. I kind of, I kind of flipped that question oh, okay. because a lot of people think that there's yeah, they just they're all gone, but these mounds will show up in the next couple of days. Is that right? Everywhere. Mm. And uh, you treat them then. Uh, you a can, lot of them have already shown up from the past yeah, rains. rains. Yeah, yeah. You can use a, a spinosad-containing deal if you want to kill them organically, or you can use a, a regular 
any regular insecticide that you have and drench the mound. Well, the mound. Follow label instructions. Yeah. And uh, Milton, you you might wonder if how people will know if they've got fire ants in that. No, area. you've given this advice <laughs> before. Let's let's move on from this. Uh, I was going to let you tell. No, just uh, <laughs> risking life and limb to, to find but, out. But all you have to do is kick it over. Kick, oh. The, kick, oh, kick, kick the mound open, not barefooted. Okay, good. <laughs> and uh, they'll come roaring out of there. They'll get upset when you mess okay. up their mound. You may want to be prepared to move after you've kicked Oh, it. yeah. Yeah. And don't have a picnic in that. Area. I thought the most interesting. Oh, they uh, is. I wonder if that's the um, Juanita Hatton. That looks a little more no, red. Light, light colored. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, thing was, I didn't realize. So fire ants and deer. Oh yeah. They get in their stomachs. They they yeah. That just, and they kill the young too. Yeah, maybe it's the young that they kill. Yeah. By, they they ingest them. Either they ingest them or they just crawl up and get into their. Yeah, their intestines and stuff. It's you like, know, wow. Yeah, <laughs> you know the problem with fire ants is uh, uh, the predators, what few there are, can't eat a fire ant because they have a, a toxin on their bodies huh. uh, that makes things not eat them. So they're hard to deal with, especially in your yard. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world, and uh, we'll see if we can help you out. 210-308-8867. And did, there are more. As you came up, did you see any of all the uh, different roses they had? That didn't come through the roses. Oh, uh-huh. okay. They had, uh, I went over to the Circle K. They had the uh, some drift roses there. Oh, and so yeah. They had some beautiful I'm thinking they're pink knockouts. I don't know if they're drift or not. And I, I'm wondering if the pink now is, the petite now is also in pink because it, was, it wasn't it was much larger than the petite, but it didn't say petite on the container. Yeah. We'll have to ask Trace. Wait a yeah. minute. Weren't you, weren't you the one that had that uh, pink sport in your, uh, yeah. in your plant? My knockout is not doing well. Oh. It's like the only one in town that's not happy. <laughs> I don't think it gets enough sun, so maybe we need to salvage it. What did start blooming, again, it kind of went through a cycle, was uh, my grandma's yellow. Yeah, my grandma's yellow is looking good. Is it? Yeah. So thank that's God good. I pruned that back when I did. Huh? I said, thank goodness I pruned that uh, back when I did. Well, I think this Why? one is uh, <laughs> It's coming one. out now. Oh, oh, oh. But, uh, yeah, though. That was one of the uh, another plant that uh, folks were really interested in at the design school. The oh, I bet. modern roses, mm-hmm. the old-fashioned roses, because they're uh, they're beautiful and long bloom periods, and they uh, are easy to take care of. You don't have to spray them all the time, and you don't have to prune them all the time if you don't want to. But you can prune them if you if it uh, if you like them better that that way. Yeah. Uh, Calvin's article uh, in today's paper is uh, time is ripe in the vegetable garden. And he got a pretty picture of onions on the front front of the, by the article. And uh, he talks about one thing you said. He said, uh, normally we expect to compete, complete the tomato harvest and pull the plants by the end of June. That's correct. 
But if you were late getting your tomatoes in place and the fruit is not full size, apply uh, the last side dressing of a slow-release lawn fertilizer. A quarter cup of 1959 per plant works well. Look at this, guys. Oh my goodness! Wow! Yeah. What? Latex. You'll see it when they make the turn. They bought a bunch of them. Two of them. (laughs) They bought two of them. They're just uh, they're just really big. The Vitex around town, by the way, are gorgeous. Oh yeah, yeah. they're killer. Something. I don't know if it was the cold weather that helped them out or what it is, but they. I don't remember them looking this good. Are you going for the cash register? All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I don't know what they're looking for. 210-308-8867. This is live radio. You can tell us. We yell at customers. All right. Uh, so you, you you were going on, and I we, I interrupted you about, about the lavender, about the, about the Vitex. Oh, yeah. It, uh, they, they, the ones they sell here have the big blooms on them, big long blooms that, that uh, Greg basically, Greg Grant uh, basically smuggled into Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> But uh, my neighbor uh, has one, had one, mm-hmm. and she's got it by a, a, a blooming cactus. And I mean, a yellow blooms on the cactus, and they're, they're pre- it's pretty. Uh, it's almost worth a picture. But, uh, you know, Billy has sent us pictures of his tomatoes, Milton. Yeah. But Calvin... Humbled himself and sent a picture of his Ruby Crush, which is on page E7 in today's paper. And it says you took the picture. Really? <laughs> it gave Calvin Fitch the credit. Huh. <laughs> but uh, a good shot of, uh, of the, of the uh, tomato. And uh, we haven't talked much about onions and, and potatoes. I hope everybody has harvested their onions. I also have to get my potatoes harvested. Oh, yeah. Onions and potatoes, anything in the ground, especially if they're near, near or at ripeness. In other words, Calvin talked about the, the tops falling over. If they're that away. And it rained on them. And rained and rained. Yeah, and you're in been, trouble. It's been a long process. chances are they're going to rot. But you you can put them on a picnic table somewhere or put them out of the rain somewhere and let them dry. And the ones that are rot, you'll be able to find them. Because there'll be buzzards sitting on them. Uh, they stink so bad. So uh, the, the, I'm afraid... Uh, if you hadn't harvested your onion. Well, if they're in my neighborhood, um, a Mexican eagle may sit. No. Oh, we had a deer that got hit by a car, uh, and I was uh, walking the dogs yesterday, and uh, and there was a caracara along with the vultures out yeah. there on the road. Yeah, my son saw one of those the other day. We were going down south, uh-huh. and uh, he said, those, those are beautiful. Uh, yeah, I said, yeah, they are kind of colorful. Uh, they're they're a vulture, you know. They're scavengers, and uh, I said basically they're a buzzard, and he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe that that's something that's that colorful. Fussy. They're not fussy. Yeah. The uh, I never uh, 
I went to a, pr a presentation on uh, pesticide uh, use, and it surprised me how the negative reaction of uh, ranchers and farmers to the Mex Mexican eagle because of the they blamed them for uh, quail, calf, calves. Oh, eating the young yeah. calves. Actually, when you when you questioned further, uh, which to their credit the uh, presenters did that uh, it was uh, there was rarely uh, first-hand evidence of any killing or anything, mm -hmm. but uh, but the, the leftovers after the birth and all that stuff. Yeah, that's kind of what you want. <laughs> yeah. I would uh, think. I, I think it's a complex question, and that it's a, yeah. people automatically react to it. But uh, yeah, they they are a fascinating bird, and they're moving up into San Antonio for sure. Yeah. Hmm. They're pretty, <laughs> and they they do a lot of good, just like their cousin, the buzzards. Just like Jerry's favorite. Maybe they're one of Jerry's favorites, like the little brown sparrows. Yeah. And there you go. But uh, <laughs> I think Jerry's getting kicked back from the Sparrow Council. <laughs> I think he's getting Somebody's got to speak up for the sparrows. Uh-huh. You should have remembered that years ago when <laughs> you were popping them After out of the sky. After I killed them, <laughs> killed the, thousands of them. Do you shoot them out the of the sky or you... Uh, no, out of our sweet gum trees in oh, the front okay. yard. You wait till they, okay. they, the they roosted in there. article also talks about okra, and we still got some uh, yeah. okra transplants there. I was just looking at that. I can see them good from here, and they're still growing. <laughs> And I don't uh, know how much bigger they can get in those containers. Milton, I know Jerry's not going to find this unusual, but I I planted a bunch of the uh -oh. uh, Oscar Oscar okra, and I'm kind of you know it's coming up nice and uh, uniform and uh, <laughs> That's reasonable good. growth rate. And I just noticed that at both ends I put a few of uh, Beck's big. You're oh, you'll good. be sorry. And for I that. mean that thing is like. <laughs> I didn't, couldn't even find it uh, last week. This week it's about 18 inches tall. Yeah, they grow fast. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, if you hadn't planted your okra, and uh, we've got some, we've got seed of it here, and we've got transplants of it here. Uh, I still don't believe that transplant's been on the market that long. Uh, Trace was saying it's been always been on the market, but I... I don't think so as a transplant. But uh, they've got a long shelf life, which is good for the nurseryman, because uh, he brought those things in little, maybe two inches tall, yeah, two or three inches tall. Sure. And uh, now they're uh, eight inches tall, eight to ten mm, inches yeah, tall. Yeah, they're at the end there. At least a foot, some of them are. Yeah. But uh, anyway, now's the time to plant those. I don't think we have big. big. Oh, we just no. have. Well, I, I don't. I don't see anything in the upper twelve, 12 yeah. feet there. So no. <laughs> I'll, I'll text my mother-in-law and find out her, how her Beck's big is doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's going to go crazy. She'll probably be sharpening Alabama. her machete. Or yeah. Uh, Neil, Neil had a question uh, about tomatoes and. My tomato plants' blooms are all falling off without setting fruit. Are you looking for uh, administrator? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was filling out a application. What, I've seen what causes this? Yeah. Well, 
And what can I do to correct it? Now, we've had that question before, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, Neil says, this is, a, this is a very common question with tomatoes at this time of the year. One of the most common causes is poor variety selection. Amen to that, Neil. Large fruiting types, which we sell here, including big boy and beefsteak, which we don't sell here, uh, will not set fruit when temperatures begin to get hot. Well, temperatures haven't begun to get hot, have they? Yeah. So why are they, why are they dropping their blooms? Because they're the wrong variety or, oh. pl- or planted in the shade. Okay. Yeah, well, the trees are leafing out now. And all those who thought that uh, they had some sun, you know, we tell them to put it in full sun, uh, six to eight hours of sunbathing sun. But people disregard that because my, my neighbor used to be the worst about it. I'd go over and she'd be planting something in the shade. I said, that has to be in full sun. And she would say, I can see the sun from here. <laughs> no. That doesn't work? It has to be on the plant to, pro- to provide its photosynthesis and all that stuff. You know, there, there is a plant that's getting that dose of full sun that uh, is uh, not fared very well in the snapdragons. Oh, they're, is that right? Yeah, they're, they're uh, just, uh, showing the rust of fung- fungal uh, disease. And uh, so don't be surprised, uh, gardeners out there, if you're, the snapdragons have been wonderful this, oh, this yeah. uh, f- spring. But they're kind of at the end of their line now. They're going to be yeah. declining pretty quickly. Well, Guess what you could grow? What? Zinnias to replace the snapdragon. Oh. Do they do well in the full sun? <laughs> yeah, they do pretty well. <laughs> I don't know sun. that we've ever heard that before. This is news <laughs> oh. to us, yeah. I, uh, when I was walking in, uh, somebody had some uh, vinca, a periwinkle. And uh, they had some of those little zinnias, yeah. those little native, uh, well, they're not native. Well, they are native to the Mexico. Incas used to grow. Hmm. Damn, Incas were interested in marigolds, Milton. Well, what, 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 what can you imagine? That's cool. That's probably why they are extinct now, the Incas. There may have been other reasons. <laughs> but, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> changing the subject. Yes. Uh, and then Neil jumped the tracks on me. Well. He said, also, plants that do not receive enough mechanical agitation by the wind won't get pollinated. Now, how many callers have we had called in that used our recommended varieties and haven't had tomatoes set? None. Yeah. Is that what he's referring to as tomatoes? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and he's talking about in a greenhouse, uh, they use vibrators on the blooms when the blooms open to uh, scatter the pollen. Uh-huh. Pollen. Pollen. Because <laughs> it's so humid in a greenhouse. Mm. But uh, heavy air. Yeah, heavy air. And so, but I've I've been working with a greenhouse grower south of here. 
And uh, he's been growing uh, uh, tycoon. That's all he'll grow because it's nematode resistant and disease resistant and uh, everything actually, else. Actually, the tycoons, uh, I've harvested. The tycoons are the are the large tomato in my garden that are are uh, producing the first tomatoes. Oh, really? Large, yeah. Of course, BHN 968 and uh, yeah. Uh, Ruby Crush are producing yeah. them, but uh, yeah, the, they're, they've started. But he, he grows them in the greenhouse. Yeah. And he grows them outside. But uh, he's never vibrated uh -huh. bloomed. And I, uh, of Tycoon. Does he, does he do physically by no. hand? He doesn't no. need to do that either. Mm -hmm. he, he, they tie him, to, tie him up on a string or chain for Tycoon. <laughs> That's the problem he had last year was uh, Tycoon kept breaking the string that they were tied up on. They were so f loaded with fruit that they would he would come in in the morning and the Tycoon would be, uh, some of the plants would be laying on the ground. Well, maybe that's the problem with uh, the ra instead of rats, maybe <laughs> it was just heavy, yeah. heavy fruit. <laughs> yeah, but he, well, this guy said he had small fruit and, and yeah. big fruit. Uh, tennis ball size. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that but uh, <laughs> but uh, th this year when the tomatoes were over, they replaced all that string and tied up that with wire to support the heavy, oh. heavy tycoon fruit. Oh, wow. Hang on a sec. We're up against a break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road on 930 a.m. The Ant. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Be a part of the show today and uh, tell us what's going on in your gardening world. So far, we're looking for stuff on bougainvilleas and how they're doing. Uh, were there other questions that we had, too? I'm trying to remember. But anyway, all right, John is on the line at 210-308. He's got some more tomato issues. No. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Oh, real good. I just wanted to put my two cents worth in my my large cherry tomatoes. I've been picking tomatoes for the last year off them, and uh, uh, the honeybees do not pollinate uh, tomatoes. The mud bees and other kind do. So. Uh, you, uh, what what y'all didn't mention is that uh, you have to have, when you when you're an amateur and you don't have but one or two or three tomato plants, you can use tough love. Go up and slap them on both <laughs> sides of their cheeks, and that that gets their attention, and then they start putting on tomatoes. Yeah, uh, yeah. If if you don't believe they're getting pollinated, mo tomatoes and peppers are mainly a wind pollinate. In other words, when the wind blows them, they they shed their pollen. <laughs> well, that's where the tough blood comes in. But uh, but uh, if you if you want to make sure, right after uh, 
they bloom right after the bloom opens. Uh, give the pollen time to uh, get dry a little bit. And then uh, you can shake each individual cluster, or you can go out there and shake the whole plant. That's what I do. I go out there and, and I flip each each cluster. I flip it, and I did it all winter long because I had, had them <laughs> covered up. And uh, yeah. so I, when I uncovered them, they, I knew no, no mud bees got in there. So I went ahead yeah. and flipped each one of them. And like I say, I, I've been eating tomatoes all winter long. And uh, right. uh, I'm still picking way more tomatoes than what I can eat. <laughs> you said uh, you used large cherry? Large cherry is the only thing I grow. They're, they're sweet. They're yeah. good. Uh, those, yeah. those others might be good. But the large cherry is a old reliable. That's that's their name. It is. Their name is large cherry. Yeah, it's it is a old reliable, and uh, that is that is a good tomato. Uh, produces a lot of tomatoes, and uh, I'm glad you're having good luck with it. Well, that that's my only comment. I just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, cool, thank thanks, you. John. We sell large uh-huh. cherry here. Oh, okay, now. okay. My um. Ruby Crush, man, <laughs> it's it's it a is, producing machine. Yeah, you were sending pictures there for a while, man. Yeah, I still have more pictures. Uh, <laughs> Laura picks some more, and we got a, like a bowl uh, full of these. Uh, <laughs> did you want me to bring you some tomorrow again? Yeah. All right, I'll bring a couple. Yeah, you know, I tra- Trace won't be here. Okay. So I'll get more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you'll be bringing those all all summer, Milton. Yeah, that's great. It's, it's, and it's a. How are y'all eating them, Milton? In salads? Uh, and salads or like with a, uh, like making a grain, like a, you know, a rice or grain or noodle dish with, oh, with yeah. uh, peppers and not not the not the, the penguins, <laughs> but, uh, and then the tomatoes and stuff too, chopping them up. It's, they're good. Oh, yeah. They actually do really well in cooking. They don't get mushy and. Yeah. They're firm tomatoes. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Now, Calvin says, uh, and is this week in the garden, says seeds from your larkspur, blue curl, poppies, Indian blanket, chloropsis, and other naturalized flowers can be collected for the fall seeding when the pods turn brown. Well, if the pods are b- turned brown, and have opened, especially on larkspur, and especially on blue bonnets. Well, all this rain and wind, they've shed their seeds, hmm. and the blue bonnets have definitely shed their seeds. Well, if you can, uh, based on the uh, testimony from the gardeners out there, there's not a surplus of blue bonnet <laughs> seed out there. No. Yeah, but the, but we had a second person whose blue bonnets were coming up again. You know, uh, w- one thing the uh, poppies, they they are crispy and they were ready to pop, but then all this rain started. Now they're kind of <laughs> soggy and uh, yeah, and I don't know if they'll dry, dry out again and uh, yeah. pop or if they'll just <laughs> kind of mush down. Oh yeah, probably mush down. I'm I'm afraid we lost most of our blue bonnets and we have. Uh, we have Dr. Larry Stein and his crew thank, to thank for going out and mm. harvesting a few seed, some seed of the colors. So uh, they will survive uh, Good. maybe another year. 
No, geez. But uh, uh, I told you that uh, Wild Seed Farms over at Eagle Lake. Yeah, this is a, a tragic stand. story. <laughs> is that that person still employed there? Or? Uh, I think he's John Thomas's uh, brother-in-law. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, it's, <laughs> they're okay. But one of, one of his brother-in-law's helpers. Okay. They went out with a combine. They do t- they do uh, mm. hay, and uh, that moron uh, combined the cleaned out, ready to harvest blue bonnets. Yeah. The red ones. I'm sure John was not happy. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, one of the guys that worked for him over at Eagle Lake told me, don't call John. <laughs> <laughs> He's unmatched. <laughs> but... We shall. That's that's the pro, that's the uh, problem with uh, wildflowers. Yeah. But uh, that larkspur, most of the time, they 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 mature their seed. Uh, here, uh, up the plant. In other words, some of the ones at the top will be mature. Before the new growth plant, uh, po- uh, seed pod will be uh, ready. So uh, poppies are pretty well, I mean, uh, larkspur pretty well take care of you. I still say the best way to spread them, if you want to give them to your neighbor, is just pull up the plants and give them the plants and let them put them out in there where they want them to come up okay. and then shred them. They, uh, they sure do. Lawnmower. They, they spread for oh, sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. What the? Uh, I was. Oh, the, what's really booming up a storm now are coreopsis and oh, Indi- yeah. Indian blanket. Yeah. Just a solid color. Uh, and uh, you know we talked about that. That's a good uh, choice to deal with the blue bonnet ugly period. Mm. <laughs> But yeah. then, then you have to delay again, you know, if you, uh, yeah, because they're they're so they're so colorful. So uh, I can I can see me uh, before I can <laughs> mow. It'll be another <laughs> six weeks or so. That's what you tell your wife. <laughs> your uh, good plant to uh, replace them with, or replace any of the blue bonnets or anything else, is Coreops. I mean. Uh, Cosmos. Cosmos. Oh, yeah. At this time of the year. And with with, uh, with some of the lawns, uh, our beautiful bluegrass uh, has disappeared, as well as uh, rescue grass and uh-huh. everything else. I had uh, a person who, who sent a, a picture of his lawn, <laughs> and it looked to me like the classic uh, uh the lawn was t- the regular permanent grass that was zoysia was coming yeah. back, and there was uh, some weed patches that mm-hmm. were d- declining. But but of course he didn't want to hear that. No, <laughs> no, that's 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 zoysia grass out there. Uh-huh. There's no weeds. The, the well, pro- if, he, pro- if he waits a while, he'll realize you were right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think he's already starting to see that because the. Huh. The argument was much less vociferous this, uh, this second time around. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe that isn't uh, uh, soy uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, my. Uh, in fact, we. Uh, I had my uh, lawn mowed yesterday, for the first time, uh, in a long time, with all this rain and everything, 
the, the St. Augustine had gotten pretty tall. And that's, that's not a good idea to do that. Uh, you need to mow it probably every week or 10 days to, to uh, don't let it get real high and then cut it off. Did you have a question? Yeah. Do you mind being on the air? I don't mind All right, here you go. I'm going to put this down. It'll pick you up. Just go ahead and start. This guy's been in the Navy. He's not scared of no microphone. All right. Yes, squash sir. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he is scared squash of squash bores. <laughs> so I heard Mr. Webster say to uh, inject the the uh, stems when they're about five inches high. Is that with BT? Do what? To inject the squash stem when it's about five feet high. Uh, I mean, five inches high. With, with BT. With BT. Uh, you can do that. <laughs> I they 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 bore in from the outside. Right. So. Uh, it's better to get them on the outside. Yeah. In other words, if you want to do something with BT, uh, sprinkle it at the, near the base and at the junction of the stem. BT about every every three, four to five days. But uh, he said put it inside, which will mean that the worm will have to go in and start eating the inside before he ingests it. BT. So, uh, but you can do it either way. So, if you're satisfied with killing the worm, <laughs> even though the plant will be dead. But <laughs> now, you know, traditionally we used to, well, it's a long thiodan. history. Thiodan at the growing points. Yeah. Every week you would put out there, and that did a pretty fair job. You got any seven? Left? I don't. Uh, I'm trying to thiodan, you got any thiodan? No. Um, I I would try. I don't know, Jerry. Have you tried? Uh, you tried what, what's our alternate to uh, Carborel? Carborella seven. Yeah, but what's the other? What's uh, the, the the plant? The insecticide that's left. Uh, <laughs> not thiodine. No. Malathion. Malathion. I was wondering if that um, you might want to try that at the growing point. A little easier, uh, you know, if you, do, the spray. If you put a little yeah. spray and spray at the growing point. When you said point. the growing point, you're talking about right at ground level. Yeah, well, you know, the yeah. vine, the vine will start here, and then a week from now it'll be up. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I got you. Yeah. yeah. I got you. And, then you and the, a lot of times they enter where the leaf is attached to the stem. And uh, but you do need to keep putting it at the base. Okay. Regardless yeah. of what you use. Now one thing that I've I've done, I've quit trying to grow the uh, summer That's squash. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I'm growing the the square stem. Tatuma. Me Mexican. Yeah. Tatuma, Mexican squash. Hmm. And it uh, to me it tastes the same. It fits into Can the. Can I still plant of, that? Huh? Are we still in the, in the right time frame? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had a zucchini plant this, this high, and then all of a sudden. Yeah. You just, yeah. You just have to stay out of its way because of yeah. it's <laughs> I got you. But, yeah, is good. Uh, also, the, the worm won't get in it because, like Calvin says, it's a firm stem, huh. whereas okay. the squash stem is hollow. I'll give that a shot. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks man. All right, we got to take a break while we do. 
Give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. And let's get right back to the Millburgers Gardening South Texas. A couple of folks waiting through the break. Ray is first at 210-308-8867. Thanks for waiting, Ray. How can we help you today? I've got a question about the Book and Via action for my son. He's got some potted Book and Vias uh, that he bought at, in pots and transplanted them, and they were blooming beautiful and all that. And once the blooms died off, the plants had quit blooming, but they're growing like crazy. But no blooms. Did they Why? freeze back? No. The no, ones in the ground? What? No, they they were in, the, in pots. He, he protected what them. What is it? What was the plant? Bougainville. Bougainville. Oh. And he, he brought them in so they didn't freeze, right? Right. Okay. Has he got them in the shade? Hanging on a tree limb? No. It's, it's pretty much strong uh, sunshine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just keep that in mind. They don't bloom in the shade. Also, don't make make sure he's not keeping it soggy. Make, make sure yeah. it dries out between each watering. Yeah. This okay. is one of the few plants that uh, <laughs> it's desirable to have it wilt. Even. Absolutely. So, Milton, this would be good for you. Have you got a bougainvillea? Mm, yeah, actually, one in a hanging basket. There you go. And you let it wilt down every now and then? No. What? Oh, because of the no, because of me. Yeah, probably <laughs> we, we don't mean to, but probably are. Yeah. So you're a good bougainvillea grower, man. Yeah. So that those are the, the two characteristics that, uh, and then if it if it was uh, uh, was in Jared asked about <laughs> if it was injured, and and it's restoring itself. Yeah. They have to be. Uh, Root bound. Mm-hmm. They have to have a full root system and stems and everything. So it takes them a while to to get ready for action again. I've heard some people talk about. Uh, I don't know if this is right or not. Uh, root pruning, the ones in the ground, huh. to slow that oh. rapid growth down. But uh, <laughs> well, I've uh, I always heard about uh, when people were trying to grow them in courtyards. The key used to always be to have the cement walls, yeah, yeah, so that they don't they wouldn't have an indefinite <laughs> area to get to That's grow true. roots. Uh, our our friend uh, uh, that used to grow the bougainvilleas in his front yard and hang them on the tree, uh, not Phil Hobie, uh Warren. Yeah, Warren Short. Yeah, Warren Short. When you go over to his house, he lived. Uh, I don't remember where he lived, but he had great big oak trees in the front yard with low branches and so when you go over to visit him he would have those trees loaded with hanging baskets of bougainvillea blooming blooming their brains out but then you say well that's where he's growing in the shade except he didn't grow them in the shade yeah he had them in the backyard <laughs> in the f- full sun and he moved them out yeah he rotated them yeah so that sunlight is important. Yeah, I haven't, and it's amazing how people get impatient with them. But let them remind your son to let them dry yeah, out, full sun. Yeah. And uh, 
just uh, take a little while, and then they'll be back in bloom. They also go through a, a natural cycle. Oh, yeah. Bloom. A natural bloom. Is, uh, like we said, the water, I was talking Go ahead. The watering, the watering could be an issue. Yeah, that's a point. But also, he has added uh, uh, miracle grow slow-release fertilizers. That's good about it. Well, I think our, our buddy uh, Warren used to fertilize them. Oh gosh! And, yeah. and, and uh, we did we did experiments in a master garden. That's too. right. And the f- uh, fertilizer <laughs> was a, it helps made a difference. Yeah. It fi- and Phil Hovey, uh, he was a nurseryman, so he fertilized his all the time. Was probably yeah, water soluble fertilizer. This certainly has promoted growth, but like I say, no no blooms whatsoever. Well, you have to you have to have new growth to have bloom. So. Uh, okay. But the, the okay. drying out that Calvin's talking about, and, uh, and and don't add any more fer- don't add any more fertilizer, and okay. keep them in the full sun, and that should uh, bring them into bloom. Okay. Alrighty. Well, thanks very much, guys. Thank, Thank you, you sir. All right, we got John on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What's going on, John? How can we help you before we wrap it up for today? Well, I just want to make a real quick comment. I called in a minute ago, but I said she came up with that uh, question about the squash. This year is the first year that I got uh, four pickets or five pickets of squash. And it's because I took uh, five to eight uh, pods of garlic, put them in a blender, and blended it. And then I strained it. I sprayed them every day. And then I took uh, the, the solids from the garlic and wrapped it around the base of the plant. I, get, I have no... I have no uh, uh, squash vine boards, and I'm picking okay. squash by half. And that's garlic and what? <laughs> Just garlic, garlic. Uh, yeah, and water and water. Uh, okay. Water, water, the, uh, garlic. The deal that lays those eggs is a little, it looks like a red wasp, but it's really a moth. So if you were to pop him with uh, garlic juice, you'd probably kill him. Huh, okay. Kill her. Well, oh. I I used it, I used I, I strained it, used the spray, and then after that, I took the solids that I had uh, uh, that got sprayed out and wrapped it around the stem. And I I'm on my fourth to fifth picking of uh, of squash Right. Okay. Thank you for that hey, tip. I, yeah. Okay. Thank you a lot. Okay. Bye. Thank you for calling. All right. Man, John, we need John to do a segment <laughs> between his tomatoes that he's picking all year and his squash. He's doing well. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Actually, there's probably not enough time to get you know, in I've, I've So had, save that number for tomorrow. I've had four or five pickings of squash. Yes? Yeah. At the H-E-B. Even, yeah, H-E-B. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh. That squash is, we know where that squash comes from. It's what local squash. For? Oh, is it really? It used to be. And, uh, Either side. <laughs> so it. <laughs> Did you get Kevin on the mic as a. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yelling he's, bathroom he's, instructions. He's yelling at everybody. <laughs> All right. Kevin mentioned also in his This Week in the Garden, it says individual annual sunflower plants are blooming in vacant lots. And on field edges. Oh, that's cool. That shows how tough they are and how they can spread. And he says it's a favorite plant for butterflies, bees, and seed-eating birds to expand 
to expand and create a patch in your, uh, get some seed from your local nursery rack. I mm-hmm. imagine there'd be the bigger ones, right? Big, uh, big heads. Yeah, just the annual. Yeah. Mailburgers has them here, and so do almost every seed rack I've seen. You know why all the heads of a sunflower is uh, pointed in one direction in a field? Because they follow the sun? There you go. They do. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why they call them sunflowers. Or they kind of look like the sun, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I bet bet it has something to do with it. (laughs) But uh, uh, there there was a a commercial field planted. Oh, that must have been neat to see. Oh, them. yeah. Oh, that's spectacular. Yeah, and they were spectacular. Yeah. Red, the Red River Valley in Minnesota and North Dakota. Yeah. It was beautiful. Acres and acres of it. <laughs> I took my picture out there. Oh. Uh, my obituary picture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've got one of David Rodriguez. Oh. And, uh, so call me if okay. you need an obituary. Okay. We'll say goodbye for today. Thanks to Al. <laughs> We're doing a great job. It's a beautiful day. It's going to be a nice day tomorrow. So come on out and visit with us at 1604 on Bull Road. I'm Milton Glick. I'm at Half the Docks. See you tomorrow on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer.